are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host, Lidor Dayan. And on this episode, I really had a good time interviewing Jared Grossman. He is a former three-time All-American and has personally coached hundreds of people individually and thousands of people in group setting on mindset for over 10 years. He wrote a book on personal development called Cracking the Code, which I highly recommend reading. So in this interview, we talked about a lot of topics such as the proper mindset for elite athletic performance, maximizing muscle growth naturally, limiting beliefs when it comes to training and performance, how to build internal confidence, increasing testosterone naturally, and many more. So, without further ado, let's begin the interview. Hello, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Great to see you, man. So, uh, for those people that uh, don't really know you, can you please uh, introduce yourself and let us know who who is Jared? Yeah, my name is uh, Jared Grossman. I'm the co-founder of Muscle Prodigy. I started it up with my childhood friend, Richie Allen, and it started out as a blog. We put up articles and we would promote these articles on bodybuilding forums and stuff like that, and eventually... We got a, a little audience and we got a following and then we were able to build it up into a global kind of iconic fitness brand. Wow, that's amazing. So here we are today. And how old are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm 29 right now. I'll be 30 in October, you know, nearing, nearing that new decade. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what made you like uh, do this shift and start this business? Yeah, so I actually was in wrestling. Uh, and I was a terrible wrestler. I won one wrestling match. And eventually, I became a three-time All-American wrestler by getting hooked on lifting weights, training, and, and finding better diet approaches and so forth. And I was able to dial in my nutrition. So then ultimately, I became hooked on fitness to the point where I was like, you know what? This is my passion. How do I make a career in my passion? Because I was in law school and didn't really love law. So I, I knew that I couldn't just do something that I didn't love for the rest of my life. So I really wanted to carve a career path in a passion. And fitness was definitely a passion. And the tools that transformed my life, for instance, where I was able to double my body weight, I got picked on and bullied. So I completely revolutionized my own being that I wanted to give that back to other people. And uh, I created a business around it along with my childhood friend, Richie Allen. It was his passion as well. And he had sort of a similar philosophical idea on this stuff so and, and what does it like like when you start a business you have all these doubts and fears and you're not really sure if to do it if not to do it so what uh, would you suggest to people that uh, really want to start something on their own and doesn't have that uh, inside like uh, okay I'm gonna do it they're not sure enough 
Absolutely. I think we all fear it at some level, and there's limiting beliefs associated with, hey, uh, can we make money in something that we're passionate about? That's the main limiting belief, right? Because we're told, you know, uh, anybody who really wants to be successful, uh, and usually we impose certain beliefs on ourselves that we feel our family wants us to be, mm -hmm. right? So we have that sort of... Um, ideal representation of who we think our family members want us to be and we sort of walk down that path but if it's against what your DNA is who you were really destined to be you're gonna have constant resistance constant pain so then it's just a matter of well do other people make money in their passions and if so how can I learn from those people how can I find out how they did it what was the approach maybe I can hedge my bets meaning maybe I can make that stable income uh, eight hours a day, but then what am I doing nights and weekends to be able to create sort of a side hustle or a side business, and then eventually uh, I can make as much money in the side hustle as I'm making in my regular traditional career, and then I can make the jump, right? You don't mm -hmm. want to sort of jump off a ship and then swim to get to the other ship. You would ideally like to place your ship right next to the other one and then cross that ship, right? That's like the ideal thing. So you could sort of do that by hedging your bets in the career space by making some stable income. Let's say it's working four hours a day, six hours a day. At least you get your bills paid and then focus your time on your passion. And then eventually, you know, you get a clientele and so forth, word of mouth spreads, referrals, all that kind of stuff. You hit your stride with your products and your marketing. And then eventually you can make that switch um, and, and you're not hurt in that process. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and a lot of people use the time for uh, just a story that they can do something because they say, yeah, I really want to do it, but I don't have the time. You don't know what it's like. I have like 12 uh, hours of shift and I work uh, every day. I don't yeah. have the time to study. So what would you say to, to all those people that really want it, but from the other end, there is some truth of what they said, that they don't have enough time. If you don't make time, of course you're not going to have time. It's all about making time. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yes. As you know, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of what your priorities are. Essentially, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, they've got way busier schedules than you and I. We still mm -hmm. make the time, you know what I mean? They yes. make the time. So it, it's a matter of everybody raising their own game and figuring out how to make a lot with a little, essentially. That's that's resourcefulness. That's the ultimate power. It's just um, it, it, when you study successful people, it's not so much what they had in terms of resources. It's a matter of um, being able to tap into your resourcefulness to use what you have and leverage it. Um, and so, again, if you're working eight hours a day or whatnot, you still have 16 hours during that day to eat, sleep, do what you got to do. If you're sleeping six hours, sleep faster, like Arnold said. Mm -hmm. and, and then you're going to have a, a little more time to be able to do the other stuff that you want to do. What, what is uh, your, from your perspective, your uh, criteria for uh, for knowing your passion? Because some think they, they have some sort of passion to something, but they don't really know if this is the thing that they want. Um, yeah, so the great starting point for that, I think, is just understanding where you spend your time when you have something else that you don't really want to do that you have on your plate as an obligation, and where do you sort of have to pull yourself away to go do that thing? 
because that's usually something that you rather be doing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a good starting point. When what I mean by that is, if you're procrastinating to do something, what is that thing that you were doing that you really had to pull yourself away? It could be listening to music, it could be editing videos, it could be um, all kinds of stuff, writing, reading. What are you really passionate about? Uh, ultimately, comes down to what your hobby is. Ultimately, that you find find yourself really um, living for. And you know, there's a there's a great quote I think from the movie uh, Live by Night um, that just came out with Ben Affleck directly. He says uh, the girl in it says something that you you don't really live until you have something to die for. No. So keep searching until you find what that is. Essentially, yes. And, and I I can say for myself like when I do something that I'm passionate about I have this uh, the eye of a tiger it's like you you don't know how to to say it in words you just feel it you feel it's the right thing you for me it's like getting emotional sometimes when I edit video and I do stuff so it's really get me passionate because this is one of my missions is something that I do not just for myself and I believe the more you do for others and uh, you see yourself as a leader and uh, it's something that it's bigger than just achieving because just achieve and not uh, be fulfilled is the ultimate failures just like Tony Robbins said uh, if you, all you do is uh, just trying to achieve but you're not fulfilled just like Robin Williams look where he is right now so we all need to find something that uh, that's meaningful for us, that's as a purpose. So on with that, man. I, I agree with everything you just said. Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the proper mindset for elite athlete performance. Because you come uh, from from training, from being a wrestler, so what is the, the mindset that all these elite athletes, like how you get there? Yeah, so I think it comes from your training, obviously. Uh, Gerard Butler, mm -hmm. this is sort of a great micro lesson kind of thing. Gerard Butler said that he didn't want to walk on the stage of, of the set of 300 if he didn't feel inside like he was a warrior. And he only knew, he knew that that was only going to happen if he trained and, and had his body a certain way. Yes. So it's the same thing with sort of an athlete. Your, your training and your preparation is ultimately going to give you the competitive edge in your mind. But there are certain, you could be one of the best, um, you know, trained athletes in the world, but you could also have a psychological sort of pattern that's locked in that every time you get to the free throw line, for instance, you change your physiological state so that every time you look at them, you know they're kind of going to miss the free throw in the fourth quarter if, if they don't really get back to the roots of what made them good. And it's these little physiological tweaks. Um, and the lack of confidence often comes out in your body language. So if you could fix your body language a lot of times, you'll actually be able to fix your mindset going into it and you'll feel more confident. So, um, you know, you, you take sort of like basketball players, for instance, who struggle at the free throw line, for instance, and you'll notice there's there's certain physiological patterns that they lock in. And it, it's, it's, it's more of a tightness in their body, for instance. It's different breathing patterns. So if you could go back to when they're really confident, what those physiological patterns are and mm -hmm. consciously do those, now you start breaking that pattern and ultimately you can get to more of that elite level mindset of that killer instinct kind of thing that Kobe, that Kobe Bryant kind of has and whatnot. Yeah, I, I think it's really 
uh, knowing your triggers, like what make you in the in the zone. Like when we look at training, one one people that really take their training to another level, they really focus. And if we look at the majority of people around the world when they go to the gym, you see people texting and talking to each other like it's kind of a pub or something like that. But if you're going to the gym, it's a gym. It's called the gym for a purpose. It's not for uh, hanging out with friends. So the more you stay focused and really uh, have these triggers, either from music or knowing how to use your body better, this is how you can push yourself because muscles are not built in the comfort zone, right? Absolutely. And Kobe Bryant illustrated that. Uh, he articulated that very well where he's like, he was talking about the 81-point game and how he was locked in, he was in the zone, and he said that the moment you acknowledge the moment, then you're out of the zone, you're out of the moment. So the, the key is essentially to be in that creationary process as opposed to... Uh, and that goes back to what you were saying, which is ultimately, are you really doing it for you? Because then it's really ego gratification. Or are you doing it to serve at a higher level? Are you doing it to serve the crowd and the fan base? So that's more about being in the moment. Uh, and once you tap into that, then you can get there more frequently. Yes, absolutely right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, maximizing muscular growth naturally. Uh, as a natural... Uh, um, Trainer, um, I want to know what 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 do you think? What is your opinion about uh, how you can actually maximize your muscle growth naturally? Because we all have this limit. Absolutely, well, you're you're in great shape, you know. So you you know the tools. But basically, uh, the the main thing is you got to bring yourself to failure. And my definition of failure is very different from most people's. Most people, even if you're an advanced lifter you'll chalk up failure as if you do 225 pounds on the bench press for 10 reps, and that's all you could do. You can't get an 11th rep, then you basically are going to chalk it up, well, I went to failure, but that's not true because you could really do probably 215 pounds for another rep, and then you could do 180 rep pounds for a few more reps. So theoretically, failure is not being able to do one pound for one rep, and that's where you tap into the central nervous system. So the, the, the body doesn't care how much weight you have on the bar or in the dumbbell or the barbell, whatever it is. All it experiences is stress. And from there, it's going to create a systemic response. Uh, just like spot reduction is sort of a myth and whatnot, you know, being able to localize muscle growth, it doesn't really work the way that we think that it works. It works more in the terms of your central nervous system. Once that's activated, then it releases all kinds of hormones that then say, well, we have a stress that we need to change our body structure and our composition or we won't survive. See, packing on muscle, for instance, is counterintuitive. It's counterproductive because it's going to require more nutrition and more calories to be able to sustain that and survive. So... Why would the body want to do that from a survival standpoint? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. So the, the idea is you've got to trick your body and you've got to bring it to failure by doing all kinds of intensity sets. For instance, forced reps, negative reps, drop sets, strip sets. And this is what really allows you to tap into the central nervous system and be able to achieve a level of failure that will create that muscular response naturally. Yeah, there is so many opinions on that because 
lately I interview a lot of other people, like, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Eric Helms. Eric Helms is uh, considered to be well-known in the fitness industry. He is doing all these science. He's really do the research. And he, he built up a pyramid that, uh, from his per perspective, uh, from what is the most important thing when trying to gain more muscle and what is the last important thing. And he said that uh, you gotta progressively overload the muscle, which means that you want to put more stress on your muscle, put more weight, but uh, you, you don't really have to use all these drop sets, supersets, or uh, all these kind of techniques to really push your muscle to failure. Because as long as you progress, then uh, you will still gain weight, naturally. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And in the beginning, um, that's going to come much quicker, right? When, mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're sort of um, putting on more weight than you did. But most of the time, people hit plateaus. and they, they, So in order to bust out of that plateau, yes. you're going to have to incorporate something different that's going to be able to allow you. Because you could say all you want, oh, yeah, this week I'm going to do you know, 315 pounds, last week I did 295 pounds, but it's not going to work that way a lot of the time, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, the, the way to break through and bust out of that plateau is, is, is to uh, feed your muscles something that's going to uh, trick it, essentially, to be able to trick, trick into growth. Yes, and you as a, uh, a guy that's into fitness and running a business, so there are so many people that have business and I can say from as a trainer myself I see a lot of people struggling to find uh, a time to walk out and uh, really put the time for themselves for the body so how is your schedule like Wh where do you put uh, the gym yeah so um, early on in my especially with my wrestling career and so forth it was three four sessions a day uh, whether it was practice wow. whether it was three four sessions a day a day, yeah. Wow. Whether it was lifting, whether it was uh, training and wrestling, and whether it was doing some cardio and, and lots of yeah, three. You, you three, must four be days. really hungry in that time. Yeah, you got, you got, it's a different kind of mindset for sure. My body cannot do that right now, obviously. Um, so the body, the body ages, and, and what's most important is to understand what your goals are and who you want to be, um, and, and then you're going to re reverse engineer sort of that process to be able to go back there. So the most important thing for most people is to feel good and have great energy levels, high energy levels. Um, the aesthetics are, are secondary most of the times, and especially if you're doing the aesthetics for some, um, more ego gratification again, that's you're going to constantly compare yourself to other people, and it's going to be a game that never ends, essentially. There will always be somebody with a, a different shaped chest than you or different arms and whatnot, and you'll be well, how do I get it like that? And then you realize you get to a point where your body is naturally a certain way and um, your abs structure might be very different than somebody else's. So they might be able to get eight, an eight-pack and you you, know, you could get really dialed in a four-pack, but then you don't have the upper abs as pronounced as somebody else, for instance, because they're just smaller. Mm -hmm. They're just shorter. That's just the way your torso is made or whatnot, right? So. It's a game that never ends if you're doing it out of significance. So ultimately, you got to find out what is the most important thing to you in terms of probably your career, your family, and so forth, and then work backwards from there. Um, and, and then from there, you know, I, I stumbled upon basically a great uh, kind of like split routine 
that I walked in my MP45X program, for instance, which is uh, MP45 is the 45-day workout program to get people jump-started. And MP45X is sort of, here's sort of a, a routine you could do for the rest of your life that uh, I was able to sort of tap into that was able to get me down to a very low body fat and give me high energy levels. And I could be in and out of the gym and still enjoy foods that I love. That was ultimately what I wanted to uh, achieve, but it's different for everybody else. If you want to be a 300-pound bodybuilder, for instance, you're going to have to do that kind of bodybuilding training. If you're going to be a fitness model, it's going to be a little different. If you're just an average Joe who wants to feel good and, and be in somewhat shape and get rid of a belly, you might not need um, you know, to get down to 5% body fat. Again, it's all going to be back in, in terms of your goals and then Again, reverse engineer the process to be able to uh, to achieve that. Yeah, uh, I, I in today's world, like everybody uh, still want to get ripped, and and if you see like obesity today is mm-hmm. higher than before, right? And it's just getting more and more. Even though the technology is so good today, and you need to be really stupid to to not find a way how to lose weight <laughs> because. There is a, there, it's everything, everywhere. It's like in apps, you, you have gym everywhere, you can do everything through YouTube, you have everything. But still people have, I believe it's a story in their head of why they can't achieve what they want. And as long, yeah, as, long as people don't really make it a real decision and consciously like, okay, this is what I want. I know it's going to take time because many is trying to seek for that 30-day program, 40-day uh, program. And the truth of the matter is, uh, yes, to get in shape, it takes time. The more body fat you have on you, the more time it will take you. And if you are thinking that it's uh, just a one-month thing, then don't even start because this is a lifestyle. This is something that you don't just start to get to a goal. The goal is just to, to get you there, but you need to sustain it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about increasing testosterone naturally. So, many guys, uh, especially uh, younger guys, uh, have some issue with uh, producing testosterone. So, from your perspective, what would you suggest to guys to, to really increase their testosterone level? Um, so in intense workouts, for instance, where you're really, again, achieving sort of that failure mindset, uh, legs, working out your legs, doing squats, lunges, heavy compound movements, this is going to stimulate more human growth hormone and testosterone, and especially if you're using really heavy weights, mm-hmm. for instance. Sprints are wonderful. You just take a look at the difference between a marathon runner and a sprinter in terms of their body composition. One is performing way more work over the long term, a marathon runner, but they're, it's, a, it's a different type of body that it's going to produce. So if you want naturally more testosterone, and, and if you study long distance runners, they usually have low T. Mm-hmm. So you obviously want to go more towards the marathon, I mean the sprinter, I'm sorry, uh, in terms of your training, which is very intense, 200 yard sprints, stuff like that, 200 yard sprints, 40 yard sprints, stuff like that. And you're going to be able to increase that natural response. And also in terms of nutrition, uh, Brazil nuts are great for, for uh, testosterone. Zinc is a great supplement. Uh, and, and having lots of red meat 
steak, for instance, uh, that's going to really help uh, amplify the testosterone levels naturally. Do you believe uh, people need uh, supplementation to increase testosterone? You don't need it, but it, it can it can help. You know what I mean? Um, I don't recommend taking tribulus terrestris or anything like that. You know, any kind of uh, crazy hormonal manipulation stuff like that. Um, you can naturally increase it, and that's that's all. That's the whole uh, idea. Zinc is, is is a natural you know compound that you could be able to take that will will definitely stimulate your immune system and increase testosterone naturally. And for guys, you say uh, when you you do your lift, so uh, put more weight. So I I understand, but can you give us example for people that don't really know, like uh, from uh, one RM range and uh, rep ranges, what what is like? Yeah. So more heavier lifting will come at around like the six to eight rep range. Somewhere around there is where you want to probably stay, but. Your your muscles in terms of your um, in terms of your legs in terms of your chest they actually respond to different rep ranges differently based on their muscular composition. If it's a type one muscle or a type two muscle, for instance, it's fast twitch or slow twitch. You actually have more slow twitch muscle fibers in your legs, for instance, um, than you do your chest. Your chest is more fast twitch uh, and so forth, right? So you want to actually have the training that will be conducive to that. So, um, what's his name? Um, uh, now I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank here, but Platt, he, he used to do squats of 20, 30 reps with heavy, heavy weight, five, 600 pounds or so forth. Right. So to be able to work up there is, is obviously, you know, a long-term game kind of thing. Um, and, and different, for instance, Ronnie Coleman could never do necessarily uh, 600 pounds for 30 reps, but he could do 800 pounds for two reps, right? Mm -hmm. Where where many other people who are doing the 30 reps at 600 pounds couldn't necessarily do that, right? So again, it came back to the muscular composition of that individual, which is a nature-nurture type thing. You know, there's there's nature there. Um, but you want to you wanna do things that are, are, are seem heavy in terms of your... You'll internally feel like your blood pressure will will raise. Will, will, will sometimes it doubles. You know your blood pressure when you got uh, a heavy a heavy squat bar under you. But you want to push yourself to to exhaustion. Sometimes that thinks you, you could think that you know six reps would be a great workout, but you could really break through some mental barriers and push through to twenty reps if you really did. You had a spotter there that was carefully you know uh, executing and, and 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 helping you throughout the process and doing some force reps or so forth, and you're going to, you, you often feel lightheaded if you do it. That's real intense training, but if you really are serious about increasing testosterone naturally and all that stuff, uh, you, you're going to have to do things where you push yourself. When do you think you need to say, okay, it's too much for me now, my body is exhausted, because sometimes we really want to, to put more in the gym, to, to go out, but... Is it mentally or is it really the body that's uh, telling you like, okay, you need to stop, man, because you're going to kill yourself? Uh, so it's both. It's, it, there, there are mental limitations that we all have, but everybody does have, there are physical limitations. And mm -hmm. anybody who's telling you otherwise is living in a dreamland, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's just an aging process and so forth. Uh, and 
you you do have to listen to your body. Lee Haney had a great quote where he just basically says, stimulate, not annihilate. Mm-hmm. And most people get confused by thinking they should increase the duration of their workouts. What I'm more focused on is increasing the intensity of the workouts within the specified time period. You don't need to be in the gym for three hours. And that's actually counterintuitive to your hormonal levels. Your anabolic environment will turn catabolic. Um, but also, you know, if you you could be in and out in 20, 30 minutes if you have a real intense workout. Like Mike Menser, for instance, um, his workouts, his hit, hit training was 30 minutes. Dorian Gates, for instance. Yes. Um, was was all about you know go balls to the wall one exercise to the next no rest in between kind of thing. Uh, Kevin Leisner was, was um, a huge proponent of that and naturally was able to do 405 pound squats for for 40 reps I think it was you know what I mean so it's like you know that's the type of training that I'm more interested in in a way um, than, than some other. So yeah, yeah, there are, there are so many uh, techniques and uh, training that you can do. It's all a matter of uh, what's your goals, what's your main goals that you're trying to achieve when you go to the gym, and yeah. is it something that is sustainable, that you really love and enjoy, because if you can find that uh, kind of split training that really make you enjoyable and really passionate about going to the gym, then you will want to, to keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Cold motivation is huge, right? You can't discipline yourself to do something every single day. Mm-hmm. You got to really get tapped into something that is going to pull you towards that ideal of who you want to be, you yes. know? And so everything else is sort of secondary to that. Uh, and, and it's going to change throughout your, your life. You know, you'll be focused on, um, and with all this talk about going to failure and intensity, there are many, that, that's going to be a season of your life. You know, there's summer and then there's winter. And we have to really understand that uh, in terms of a macro level, in terms of the big picture, that there, there, are, there are some months where I just, I play basketball to get a workout, for instance, right? And it's like the weightlifting, I might go in there once, once or twice a week. And that, that's sort of secondary to me, for instance, during a few-month period. And then I'll sort of get bit by a bug where it's like six days a week of lifting, for instance, and I'll sustain that for six months or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and I'm more interested in that kind of process of intuition and feeling what, what the universe wants for me. What is my what can my body handle right now? Where am I gonna have fun, like you said? Where am I gonna get pulled and have motivation to show up every day as opposed to forcing myself to do something that I don't really want to do? Yes. And uh, I, I saw your YouTube channel and I really enjoy some of your videos and it's really motivating. And I want to ask you, like, did you get in, in your life to a threshold or something that you said, like, okay, this has got to change, I, I just can't handle this? And was a moment in your life that make you, like, uh, make a decision and everything changed for you? Um, yeah, I don't think there's, like, one particular moment in your life kind of thing. Uh, I think that it's just you get breakthroughs for every every day, you know, mm-hmm. there's different breakthroughs, and then you're like, wow, I, I was thinking about this totally the wrong way, and then it's sort of you get a little mindset shift here and there, and that happens on a practically a daily basis kind of thing. So it's it's thousands and thousands of actions, you know, like, um, but there are significant sort of, you know, key decisions that you do make in a way that puts you on a little different path. Um, so so for me, um, getting, getting hooked into fitness started out as getting bullied and picked on in a way 
where then I got fed up with it and, and to the point where I knew that I had had to change and I couldn't expect the world to change without me changing first. Mm-hmm. It always has to come from an intrinsic process. Right. And then from there, it's more feeling that intuition or what the universe expects of you. How do you connect to a higher form of yourself and how do you move towards that every single day? That's going to change um, on sort of, you know, from month to month, from year to year kind of thing. Uh, where you think this is going to be how it's going to be for the rest of your life. But in reality, somebody new is going to come into your life or some opportunity will present itself. And it's just how do you get prepared for those things that are totally unexpected? And then how do you take advantage of the things? But it's always going to come back with connecting with the good intent within you. And if you could do something out of good intent, you'll always make the right decision, in my opinion. And then from there, you know, life's a journey, a roller coaster, and it'll take you on a path that it wants to take you. Yes, sir, you are absolutely right. And the last question that I always like to ask everybody that I interview is, what is the legacy that you would like to, to live long after you want to be here in this world? Ah, awesome. Deep question, man. So, uh, ultimately, I feel like my calling in life is to impart wisdom, right? That's, that's ultimately what it is. That it's just information changes people, ultimately. Um, but not just information. It's got to be attached to from a person who lives a really high standard and expects a lot of himself, or the, the, it's just white noise at that point. It's just preaching but not living by it. So you got to live by it. And, and so it's ultimately, for me, it's living an example of what I ultimately want to preach and see the world and so forth. So it's me raising my standard every day so that ultimately people are affected by that energy. When you, when you hear or think of somebody like Martin Luther King Jr. or whatnot, it changes our state, right? And that person isn't in the room with us. They're not in our time period or so forth. So you can have that effect through the through the, the fourth dimension of time, ultimately. And that, that is ultimately the legacy that I want to create, that the words will be so powerful just based on who I was that eventually it will have sort of a ripple effect in future generations. So. That's awesome, man. And I really wish you all the best for you, for your company, that you keep growing. Keep exploring and really uh, show to yourself. Likewise, man. Show to yourself how far you can go uh, in life because this is what uh, I, I believe is uh, so uh, good about life that you have something to give and you always see how far you can go. Like always, like let's do this. Like how far I can actually go in life, not settling because we all want more. You can't like just settle in life. So that was great, great interview, man. Thank you, I really appreciate your time. Where can we find you? Yeah, so hop on mp45.com. M is in Mary, P is in Paul. It's a 45-day workout program and meal plan. This is a great jumpstart for you to be able to uh, attack fitness. Maybe you, you have some hesitancies or doubts or you're not sure where to start and so forth. It's a great roadmap, and even if you're advanced, there's lots of muscular imbalances that we all have. The right side of our body is stronger than the left. Our front delta is stronger than our rear delta. And that leads to injury. So you got to go back to the basics and get yourself sort of uh, situated in sort of that correcting the muscular balances, that type of routine, and then ultimately gradually progressing upwards so that you can eventually become like an elite athlete. You can become ripped or so forth. Uh, and that's going to be at mp45.com, a 45-day workout program that, attacks both the strategy but also the psychology to make you stick to it 
And you can find me uh, personally at jarrettgrossman.com, J-A-R-E-T-G-R-O-S-S-M-A-N. And if you're into personal development and higher-level thinking and all that stuff, hop on there. And uh, I obviously work with individuals one-on-one to coach them and change their mindset and change their life. Great stuff, Jarrett. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, man. You're doing awesome things, and I love your mindset, dude. You, you, you are very much cut from the same cloth as me, dude. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the FAST Factor. The FAST Factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Because just like I always says, leaders create leaders, and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe, and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever, Forget to smile. See you soon.